0: Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon.
1: You haven't posted this to the site as of yet, but you have done the tracking for the aforementioned Brandon High Uh Right now had an explosion game there in week number six, right? 11 targets. That was a season high. Eight catches, season high. 83 yards, season high. Two touchdowns, season high as well. So a very productive game. For Brandon Ayuk, and over his last five games, listen—you got to throw that Chicago Week One game out. That's just—it was yeah. in a torrential downpour, monsoon type stuff. Like, throw it out. Last five games, Brandon Ayuk—he's seen seven targets per game, four point six receptions per game, and fifty-six yards per game. Not great in terms of the overall production. But what does reception perception tell us about how he's performing on the field?
0: He's so, he's so good, James. And he's uh, still, such an, okay. yeah, he's such an incredible player, man. <laughs> um, he, he's better against zone coverage than he ever has been uh, so far this year. I think he's really, I mean, he's always been a great man beater. Uh, that's always been um, really the strength of his game. Uh, interception sure. perception, you know, press man beater, but you know, he took a pretty good jump in success rate versus zone coverage from year one to year two, really mostly doing that damage in the second half of the season, as we've talked about. Um, but so far through the first, uh, in, uh, his press man scores are, are great. Right. But he, even in the couple of games I've sampled so far this year, um, but particularly in the LA Rams game, you know, wasn't, it wasn't a big stats game. Obviously the Falcons when he was great statistically, but he was open against zone coverage all the time. And there, and I mean, as we know this with the Jimmy Garoppolo experience, like there's going to be right. throws left on the field. Of um, you know, and even even sometimes like you, you'd like design in plays to like Charlie Warner, whoever the hell that is. Ray Ray McLeod, whoever the hell, you know, you got Ray Ray McLeod in there. <laughs> and and it, it's just like, come on, yeah. man. Like, let's not waste any any of these Jimmy throws on on people who aren't named Brandon. Ayuk, Debo Samuel or George Kittle, but 82.7 percent right. success rate versus zone in uh, the Rams game and the Falcons game for Brandon. Ayuk. really I think Pretty he's taken a big step there. He to me is just, and you know Shanahan's talked about this this year. He's like, I think Ayuk is having a. He's made the leap. He's he's taken that jump. I don't. He's like, I don't judge. He actually his exact quote, a little bit paraphrasing here, was like, I don't judge off stats. You know, even if that's just, you know, that's just what how the perception is made. And I was like, oh, perception, you say, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a website you, you might go. be interested in, it. but no, I think Ayuk is go. playing so well. I mean, the problem is in San Francisco. Is it just, there's never enough passing volume to go around between right. these guys. And yeah, but I do, I will pose this question to you, James. Okay. You know, with the way the 49ers have, are starting to fall apart on the defensive side of the football. I mean, they have so many injuries. Traveris Ward, the number one cornerbacks hurt. Nick Bosa's hurt. Jimmy Ward's been injured as well. Um, they, they, they just have their, they, they get their ass kicked by injuries every single year, bro. I don't know what the deal is there, but do you, do you think that cause last, last week, you know, Kittle finally had his best game of the season. Ayuk had his best game of the season. Um, you know, even Debo had a decent game. Well, I think Debo's like – Debo's left a lot of plays on the field this year, man. And just – he makes he makes it them up for big plays, but he does leave plays on the field. That's always kind of part of the Debo experience. But um, anyways, just to put that aside for a second. Like, that was the best game from all these guys statistically. And it's right. no surprise that it comes in a game where they got whooped by the Falcons and Arthur Smith's uh, – I mean freight train of an offense I love Arthur Smith's offense but do you do you wonder if like with these guys if the team starts to fall apart from a decent defensive standpoint could all of these guys be a little bit better in fantasy because the passing volume will be there because they will be losing of course no absolutely and isn't that the central tenant to which we
1: stake all of our Detroit Lions claims right, in our right yeah, yeah, yeah. And our Seattle Seahawks too right like it's like God—they got to be trailing or in competitive ball games, um, and because their defenses are so bad, uh, there's just volume to be had everywhere. To me, you look at what the Niners are doing defensively, and they're just man—even with injuries abound—they are playing their asses off. You know, they they had a good draft this uh, this year as well in terms of picking up some defensive pieces there, um, and I think. Yeah, some of these guys like Treverius Ward, who is, by the way, lights out. Uh, you talk about a team missing Treverus Ward in Kansas City, man. Like, good God, uh, they definitely need him, and he has made a huge impact uh, in the secondary for San Francisco. Overall, I mean, you, you look at you look at what they've done defensively, right? Like they limit Seattle to seven points, the Rams they held to nine, Detroit they they limited to to eleven points, and Carolina just fifteen. That is elite. That is elite, elite, elite stuff. So for Atlanta to come out and just put a thumping on them, twenty-eight points—that's um, pretty impressive. Although I will also say this too: West Coast team traveling to the East Coast, playing on that early slate of games. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, sometimes those happen, kind of man. things do happen. You know what I mean? Because I mean, look, these guys are—I mean, they're they're normal humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, who the hell's ready to get knocked knocked around at ten a.m. Uh, not too many people, you know what I'm saying? So, so that does happen. Uh, sometimes when these West coast teams do travel east. So I don't know, but yeah, no, if their defense does take a little bit of a step back or maybe just comes back to more league average. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to be forced into some more competitive game scripts. And that's exactly what we want to see.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is just their defense is not going to completely fall apart because I think D'Amico Ryan's a good defensive coordinator um right can't believe can't believe the Panthers let him get on the plane like you know they should have just said hey we're gonna go ahead and fire Matt Rule after this game we'll just make you the head coach like just take it over midstream man like when the (laughs) 4 beat the Panthers a few weeks ago um anyways yeah he's done a great job with that defense and they have despite the fact they just have so many injuries they still have some good players over there right um but you know I know that Brandon Ayuk a lot he'll be he'll be discussed as like a sell high, you know, coming off this game because it's sure. his it's his best game. And I get it, but I also think he's just such a good player, man. And um I know we're we're very, very busy, like the whole world is trying to wish cast like DJ Moore to another team, and I get it, like DJ Moore <laughs> is, you know, in a in the Stone right. Wars situation. But you know, I I'm telling you, man, Brandon Ayuk of any other like team. Uh, he'd be Super going star. nuts. He's, be, he's so good. Like, I hope at some point we really, we're, who knows with Trey Lance now, but I hope at some point we get to see that intersect. We'll see.
1: I feel bad for saying this, but it just seems like I don't think Trey Lance is ever going to
0: do anything.
1: I mean, well, how it's many so ye- hard. Yeah. How many years has it been since he's actually played full time football? You know, it's like,
0: yeah.
1: I, I mean, we see it for like tight ends, where like you know, random basketball players can like step on the field and produce, and okay, but you know that that's just a natural like you know, you, you just want to be a you know, have good hands, big body, be an athlete. Okay, fine, that's not what quarterbacking is. Quarterbacking so hard,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, there's just so many extra little layers and nuances and and you know, um, layers of that onion that you got to peel, man. I, how many years has it been since Trey Lance has actually played full time football? It'll be like three years, man. Like I I just don't, I don't know how, I just don't know how you go about doing that.
0: I, it's it's honestly all up in the air now. Like anything is on the table for, for the 49ers except, except I think Jimmy bringing back Jimmy, like I think they're, I think they are done with each other in a weird way. And like, now, God, this, are you
1: are you sure though? Are you sure?
0: though? Yeah, the way some of the vibes I mean, around like the Jimmy Kyle dynamic has been a little, and you know, Kyle having weird dynamics with players is nothing new. But I know, yeah, yeah right. So I, I don't know. I just you know, because he's a free agent at the end of the year. That's the thing. Is like, what are they going to do? Franchise tag him? <laughs> I mean, that, it just—that's true. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, but who's gonna— but who's gonna give Jimmy G a big contract, though? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I could I see agree. the I, Texans. The Texans. Oh, uh, yeah God. there's some there's some Patriots uh, God, contingency no, no, there. No, no,
1: no. Yeah, I know. Right, Nick Casera would love to bring in another Patriot. Oh my God, he'd love it. uh But no, I just I can't see it. I want. I just wonder if maybe San Francisco gives him like one of them like one of those disgusting like two year thirty million dollar deals. And does he sign that? You know a bridge quarterback i mean he's still taking home 30 mil (laughs) that's that's not bad you know i mean yeah so i I mean i just i wonder depends on how he
0: plays the rest of the way too because i think we've gotten some like you know they've gotten good jimmy we've gotten bad jimmy like it just we know exactly what he is so yeah i i don't know that's a good question but i do feel for trey lance who you you just look at the entire not to go like way off way off track here but like you just look at the entire um 2021 draft class of quarterbacks and and it's like they, this was supposed to be the next group. Like everybody loved that class, you know, headlined by Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Mac Wilson, Jones. Mac Jones, and yeah. um, none of those guys. Are, are I, any
1: of them good? Like even, even like the Mac Jones yeah, yeah. thing is weird, right? Because like Bailey Zappy just came in and looks pretty much
0: yeah, and the, then the exact and same as Mac Jones. Except maybe more like creatability. And and I, you know, you've got like long time. Folks that have been tied to the page like Matt, you know Albert Breer saying like, "Oh yeah, the Bill Belichick kind of wanted to send a notice to Mac Jones and all with this whole Bailey." It's like, "Wow, really? Like we're we're at we're at that bad, point with Mac Jones like already." You know, Zach Zach Wilson, we t- dude, Jets fans are pissed at you uh, for what you said. They're the so episode. mad at me. I know yeah, they're mad I know, I know, at. I, I I've to firmly stay on the good side with with Jets fans okay. there, but you know we'll Fair. see. Zach Wilson still in the we'll see territory. Justin Fields returns not looking good, and Trevor Lawrence nope. like. Trevor Lawrence has got, he's got problems. I mean, he's, I'm still
1: in the bag for Trevor Lawrence. I will still, I'll still cape up for him. I think he's got not one of the worst pass catching groups uh, in the NFL that I'll, so I'll still stay in the bag for my dude, Trevor Lawrence, but I totally understand the sentiment
0: that a lot of folks have, which is uh, he ain't it, which is, I get, I get that too. I get it too. He might not be like as, as great a prospect as many, you know, hyped up to be. But Correct. I think he's still, I think he's showing flashes in what is essentially his rookie year, the only year he's had NFL coaching. And yes, dude, I'm with you. The, the, there's a couple like Zay Jones bros, you know, on on Twitter, or whatever. Get a life, man. I mean, Zay Jones, is your outs- <laughs> outside receiver Marvin Jones. They 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 lose Marvin Jones, get and they throw life. some Tim Jones out there. Like they've got Jones on Jones on Jones, but they don't have one good outside ball winning wide receiver. You know, it's terrible. I mean, terrible. It's like Jamal Agnew was getting like starting reps. Like, get stop
1: it. I, I mean, know. again, I go back to the fact that. Trevor Lawrence has somehow some way he's a good enough quarterback to make Evan Ingram a an actual thing in the NFL. Like that's how good Trevor Lawrence is. OK, like, so so stop it. Like he just does not have a good pass catching group. Um, and as you mentioned, this is really his rookie year.
0: Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boom podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Okay, so we talk about Brandon Ayuk. Uh, we talk about Courtland Sutton. Nico Collins, I- I there in Houston. This is somebody that I have been intrigued by because I think he shows flashes. I don't think it's there on a consistent basis. And then you know some of your numbers also would suggest that okay maybe he's got some potential but what is your kind of in-season you know tracking found for nico collins
0: i think you just really hit the hit the nail on the head there is that he is a guy who really flashes and i mean he flashes especially this year even more so than last year like the, his last couple of games um you know against the jaguars against the chargers some big time contested catchability right and right. um I wonder if that is like, you know, Davis Mills getting a little more comfortable, like, you know, Davis Mills just getting to a point where like, all right, I just got to throw this thing up to to Nico Collins, (laughs) right? Like, um, I think that might be part of it. And, you know, Nico Collins in the three games I looked at the Chargers games, the, the Chargers, Jags and Bears games. I, this guy is like a pure outside receiver. I mean, just yeah. 5.8% snaps in the slot, 0% in the backfield, just all outside X receiver stuff. He really is kind of like a throwback player. You know, I mean, he, he doesn't do any sort of like barely any pre snap motion, barely any slot work. He is just a pure classic X receiver. Um, and I think he's, I think he's pretty good. I don't know how good Nico Collins is going to be, but some interesting numbers is in the first, um, those three games that I mentioned, there, 73% success rate versus press 70.7% success rate versus man. Now his zone coverage stuff is not good, but I mean, as a pure X receiver, you're going to want to be winning against press man coverage on the outside. And that is really where Nico Collins wins, you know, really good on, on some in breaking routes, like the dig, the post, Uh, he can definitely get downfield. I don't know, man. I I remain really, really intrigued on on Nico Collins. So I know is like widely available in fantasy leagues. You know, there's just still so much opportunity, um, there's just so much opportunity across the rest of the across the rest of the roster like Brandon Cooks has been getting opportunity not really doing much with it nobody else has been getting much burn and then Nico's kind of taking a step forward the last couple of weeks here to the point that I'm I'm you know kind of looking at him like he might be a guy that you want to stick on the end of your bench and see if he keeps this momentum up
1: I don't trust myself on Nico Collins
0: because I'm so enamored with these type of players <laughs> but, oh yeah dude you, yeah you're like you can't you can't you can't like smoke when you drink because you'll then you'll be like having five, <laughs> you know, a pack a day type of this that's your that's you with Nico Collins.
1: It is. It's like this is the guy that like I I tend to fall in love with, even if they're not like really good. Like again, this is the type of, like like a Devontae Parker. Like I look at Devontae Parker oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh God. Like in his prime, I'm like, oh, I love me some Devontae Parker. But no, Nico Collins, 6'4, 215 pounds. He ran a 4'4 40 at his pro day at Michigan. And he has put on some real serious, like highlight style catches, right? Yeah. It's just that it's just not that consistent. So that's why I'm like, I don't know how to trust myself uh, evaluating Nico Collins, because I know I fall in love with these kind of like big athletic, you know, contested catch X receivers.
0: Um, That's my, that's my jam. Nobody loves a big time X receiver and disrespects a big slot receiver more than James co that is hundred percent, a hundred percent for sure. Um, yeah. No, next I know two my games blind for- spots though. I know my blind spots <laughs> next two games for Nico Collins Raiders this coming week. And then the Titans after that, those are two pretty decent matchups. So I feel like we'll get a real sense for Nico Collins and where he is. And, you know, I also think too, that this Texans team coming out of their bye week I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Texans are good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, oh, this is really going to come together for the Texans. But they do have – like, they need just young guys stepping up, right? They need young guys like Nico Collins and Damian Pierce especially. And, I mean, holy hell, how good does Damian Pierce look, man? He looks incredible. He looks so good to the point that it's like, oh, if they make him the offensive focal point, their identity, then, like, we can start seeing other guys step up because they have more of a clear-cut direction. So – that's my thing with these younger players, especially on bad teams. Like it might kind of come together in the middle, later point of the point of the season. I feel like we're kind of getting there with Nico Collins and you know, I just, I'm a little concerned that like Brandon cooks just hasn't been playing that well this year. Mm. And, and, and that makes me just wonder too, like, you know, older player speed-based guy. I don't think Brandon cooks right. ever been like an elite, elite route runner, um, you know, a good player, not great player. Um, and and that, uh, so I'm sort of just keep my eye on that while also like, okay, Nico Collins is just, if you're a bad passing offense, like if you're you're Davis mills, like, and you see him winning on these opportunities, these contested catch get James go, uh, you know, six to midnight type of type of situation there for, for, uh, for on the, on the outside, like, why would you not just keep throwing it up to Nico Collins? <laughs> I, I would. I don't know. I think he's. I called him like kind of a poor man's T Higgins type of player coming into coming oh, into this year, great. and I yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I still that's feel like one. he can com- yeah he <clears throat> compares like that because T Higgins is another guy who's like they don't move him around. Priest. I mean, they kind of done it a little bit this year, even more so than they did with Jamar Chase. But like he's just like a classic throwback receiver, and I feel like Nico Collins fits in that archetype.
1: It's just that the they're throwing so many low percentage balls, you know. Um, yeah. Nico Collins has a has a what a a fifty four percent catch rate, and uh, Brandon Cooks has a fifty seven percent catch rate. There's just not. Davis I mean, Mills not, not good. Not, a lot of like, not good. <laughs> well, he's not <laughs> ideal. No, no. He, no. <laughs> you know what Davis Mills is? He's like a he's like a really he's that backup quarterback you definitely 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 want on your team. You know what I mean? But he's just not yeah. a good starter. I don't I right. don't think.
0: Like it's the same. Well, all these backup quarterbacks, it's the same thing with, I mean, how it goes with Cooper rush, right? Like eventually mm-hmm. they have a game, you know, things can be going really, really well. And then the longer they play, the more they get exposed. Um, You know, right. say I look at Davis Mills against the Eagles on Sunday night. It's like, yep, that, that game was coming. I don't care about you. know Every idiot on like a ESPN <laughs> show. Like, is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Like, no. Cause at some point I Cooper love- rush is going to,
1: I love that you transposed Cooper Rush and Davis Mills' name
0: together. It's like
1: you you hit it right on the head. They're
0: they're the same yeah. guy.
1: They're the same. Right. Cooper Rush, Davis Mills, same guy.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, for 100%. sure. Um,
0: but yeah, no, I, this archetype of player does lend itself to to low percentage passes, which I mean, right. definitely like a. Uh, um, a low percentage ball winning X receiver with a bad quarterback on not an ideal good new passing team is definitely not what you want. So I'm, I'm <laughs> sensitive to while I'm saying like, I'm excited about Nico yeah. Collins, a player. This is right. really not the atmosphere you want. You want that guy, right? You want this guy playing with Justin Herbert. You want this guy playing. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, obviously I mean, you want everybody would be great to play with, with Josh Allen, but I'm just saying like, you even like prime Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow or something like that. You want him playing with the, one of those type of aggressive quarterbacks. I mean, even freaking Aaron Rodgers, you know, would throw it up to this guy, right? But um, even
1: to a lesser degree, even Daniel Jones, like Danny Dimes, is a oh, really yeah. nice deep ball. And like you telling me, this, this, that's what this Giants offense needs. They need somebody, anybody. Well, they need anybody to catch a damn ball because they have no healthy receivers. But I mean, can somebody,
0: anyone,
1: <laughs> Dale, baby? No, but i mean can they get a big x receiver galladay obviously is just he's he's retired he just doesn't know it you know um <laughs> uh, he, and, he's the only one <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah galladay's he's he's toast it, it's it's over for for galladay um and yeah so no I, like imagine you know they get galladay out of there nico collins fitting into that system would be great That'd be great.
0: It'd be great for him. It'd be great for Daniel Jones. It'd be great for the Giants too. Anyway, how about I mean Nico Collins on the damn Jags? We just talked about how they they need a ball winning extra receiver Hell on yeah. the outside like Nico Collins on the Jags. I mean, none of this matters. We're, this is not what anybody cares about in the middle of the season. But nope. like still, um, yeah, no, just really, you know, and I, I know no, literally no fan base it's like yeah, keep bring me Nico Collins and we're going to the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying he's a pretty good player. <laughs> um, and I, I'm I'm gonna keep tracking the rest of the season just to just there keep you an eye go. on. Him.